All right, welcome to Radicalized. My name is Heidi Kuda. I'm here with Jim Stewartson, High Fidelity, Sean Connor. And as our viewers know, uh, corporate controlled and billionaire media has failed us. So we are now officially the fourth estate broadcasting from our various uh, states. Um, yeah, I'm so glad to inform everybody that uh, Chivalry is not dead. I work with some really uh, incredibly wonderful people and uh, we are going to jump right in because we have some, speaking of wonderful people, we have an update for our viewers from veteran uh, retired IRS investigator, criminal investigator Martin Scheel on the trucker convoy give, send, go. What do you know, Hi-Fi? Uh, so... Well, let me paraphrase it in hi-fi speak. Uh, Gibson goes licensing is shady as fuck, uh, basically. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, Gibson go, uh, they try to say they're a nonprofit charity for Christians. Blah, blah, blah. They're actually an LLC out of Delaware. Um, they are a money service business, which is a type of should be licensed organization. And it doesn't look like they have a money service uh -huh. business license in Delaware. Mm -hmm. Plus, all of their infrastructure is hosted in Ohio uh, uh -huh. in Amazon data centers, and they don't have a money service business and license uh, money service uh -huh. business license in Ohio either. So, I know their payment processor Stripe is, uh -huh. but that's kind of weird. So, hopefully, some attorney general somewhere looks at that crap. Yeah, so it's a bit hinky and funky. That's what we know so far. Uh, and I think I sent you a story this morning showing that a Canadian bank just froze some assets. I don't know if you saw that. that that's actually... right. Uh, TD Bank in Canada. Yeah. Okay, so they suspended some of their cash, uh, the trucker convoy cash. Okay, good to know. Thank you for that little newsbreaker. Uh, speaking of newsbreakers, I do have... Um, our friends Holly and Sharon updating us uh, periodically on what's happening in the Ukraine situation. And speaking of Ukraine and speaking of our incredible upcoming guest, I wasn't speaking of it, but I am now. Uh, we have Monique Kamara from the Kremlin file coming up with us Love in it, a little Joe. bit. And Fantastic I'm podcast. such a fan. She's a friend. She views us as colleagues, but I'm like a fan of her. She's so incredible. So we're going to have a really vibrant conversation with her. All right, so now that we've kind of done our little preamble here, uh, one more thing I do want to say. We have 22 patrons now. Thank you so very much. You, guys, you guys, we're going to put yes. that to good use. We're going to reinvest in uh, the show and maybe uh, get somebody to help us a bit with doing some marketing, but we're really thrilled. And we're also looking forward to our very first Zoom with you all. So that's going to be incredibly fun. And I think Sean is trying to put that together. So that'll Definitely be coming now. up soon. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay, so Hi-Fi, why don't you take us into the word phrase of the week? So our word phrase of the week this week is fifth column. And what is a fifth column? A fifth column is any group of people who undermine a larger group from inside. Mm. Yeah. And why is this important? Well, you may have noticed that there's a lot of protests going on around the world. You may have noticed that a lot of uh, crazy political stuff is happening. It's all thanks to Putin's fifth columns. Yes, I have looked at our GOP since the uh, installation of Trump as a fifth 
column kind of radioing, uh, you know, uh, coordinates to Moscow. I mean, we've seen that. All you have to do is look at the various intel reports to see that um, we have very strange uh, GOP. Looks like a fifth column to me. What do you say, guys? Well, yeah. when they're backing Russia over Ukraine, yeah. Jim? The, look, look, we've got a third of the United States is the fifth column. It's not. It, let's be super clear. We've been we've had psychological warfare on us and a third of the people in the country do not believe that Joe Biden is the president. If you believe Joe Biden is not the president, you are in a cult and that cult is specifically there to do the business of Vladimir Putin and his allies in the United States. So, yes, a fifth column, a third of the country is the fifth column at this point, and it's in, infiltrated all of our systems of government, our journalists, across the board, and we have to start recognizing that or, you know, we're done here. Oh, my God, Jim, you're so right. I didn't think beyond just the people that are actually, you know, boots on the ground facilitating this. That's just insane but but that's that's uh, digital that, soldiers. That's, that's reality yeah that's reality that's, Damn. The, the the digital soldiers which have been created by all of these psychological operations and this cult yeah. is yeah. the fifth column and it is fucking wow. large wow well thank you for that warning and i just i've said from the very beginning we can't necessarily bring them back but we can hold the line so they don't grow their numbers and, yeah, we uh, can. yeah, we can. We we absolutely can bring them back, and we will bring them back. We have to. I was talking about that. Yeah, that was the. Yeah, yeah. I wish, but I mean, I wish. For me, I always view them like addicts. We can't will them. It's going to take like oh, right. action, yeah. a right. willingness. But yeah. not, yes, but it's not. But yes. they're not lost causes. That's all I mean. Yes, no, we absolutely. Could, we could uh, we want to make sure that we don't see them as as zombies that are irreversible, yes. right? Thank you. Um, I, I sometimes refer to them as zombies, and I, I, you know, there's a way in which they are, but these are human fucking beings who have had part of their of their psychology taken over by fascists, yeah. and yeah. and and we can get them back, um, you know. But first, to Heidi's point, we have to hold the line, and yeah. we have to stop the poison that's creating more of them. No, yes. we need to fix the information environment that was built by some of Putin's fifth Which, column people. That's, yes. that's the poison, Part right? It's, yeah. There's a whole poison distribution system that's been set up in the United States to to create more of these people. And, yeah. and uh, from, from where I'm sitting, this right here is why we do the show. This right here, that conversation <laughs> right here. If that can just be amplified by everybody who watches the show, send it to everybody you know. Uh, I'm... I'm in awe. Uh, so thank you for that. And let's jump right now into why it matters. High Fidelity's Why It Matters. Hit me up, Sean. Why does it matter? Why does it matter? Why High Fidelity? Why High Fidelity? 
I just love it. My, my friend, my childhood friend, Danielle, who watches the show, she calls you Wi-Fi. And I didn't correct her. <laughs> Everybody calls you Wi-Fi. Yeah. Hey, man, you can't stop the signal no matter what you call me. Yo, yo, oh. yo, Wi-Fi. Why, why it matter, Wi-Fi? Um, I am on the wire, let me tell you. All right, so first story we're going to talk about this week is Putin's protests. And this is actually a whole bunch of stories kind of wrapped into one big story. Uh, you know, we've got the anti-vax, anti-mandate protests going on in Canada that has been tied to far-right elements in both Canadian politics and American politics. We have the convoy in Paris uh, that is disrupting France. We have a uh, protest in Germany that they are fighting with the police. Uh, we have protests all over the globe. And really, you know, this is Putin's fifth column at work. He is, he is mm -hmm. causing chaos. He is distracting uh, these governments from what he's about to do to Ukraine. There you go. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be yeah. talking about that, that whole, that whole thing in hellscape is, is how he, how he has um, turned, um, you know, everything that he's been doing psychologically, non-kinetically into um, basically chaos agents that he can use for his kinetic war, right? You've got people yeah. on the Canadian border stopping people from, from doing business between the United States and Canada. That is literally the fifth column. Do you have that? Do you have that um, live cam, Sean? Yeah, let me grab it. Because uh, you could literally see the fifth column there. It's like a psychological operation was was pointed at Canada, right? Yeah. Like, think of it as a giant weapon, right? Pointed yeah. at Canada in order to activate the people there to do this, to create a fucking blockade against the United States. Well, let's, let's talk about some of the telltale signs. Because of lies, because of mass hysteria that's made yeah. up by the allies of Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Which so are white supremacists. Right there, right in front of us. I, I mean, if you look at some of the flags these people are holding, you know, there were there was a Nazi flag. Um, there sure. are these bizarre sure. American Canada flag monstrosities. Like, where Trump, I come from, Trump you don't... Flags? Trump oh. flags? Why are there Trump flags in Ottawa? There's USSR what? flags, yeah. Bizarre. Yeah, it's it's fifth column warfare. Uh, just yeah. period. <laughs> Fifth column warfare based on hundred-year-old uh, Mussolini tactics. You know, yeah. We've seen, we've, we've seen this play before. Um, none of it's new. It's just, uh, unfortunately, once again, the platforms they use to spread this these operations are new. Um, so uh, I, I, I've asked Holly and Sharon to update us periodically uh, throughout the taping. Um, and one of the things that just uh, Holly sent, these are viewer friends of ours. And I'm, and I'm gonna tell Monique the same thing that Poland just opened up its uh, country to Americans uh, fleeing Ukraine right now. <clears throat> and uh, you know, these are the types of things that are going on in real time. Well, um, you know. No, no advance approval required. Yeah, people are going to say that no, you can't tie these protests to Russia, but you know, and and we're talking craziness. 
But here's the thing. If you look at who's behind all these protests and who has the money, who's getting the money behind these yeah. protests, it's all far, far right, yeah. nationalists, well, white yeah. supremacists. The other, yeah. thing that, the other thing that is important that we're saying, it's not, is, it's to articulate the fact that we're not saying that Russia caused all these things specifically. They, they work to amplify things. This may very well have been on its way just to, to be the way that it is without Russian influence. But there is influence that exacerbates situations, that amplifies situations, that makes them oh. more uh, um, difficult than it would would have been otherwise. It's not. It's not a yes. Or a Does that make and sense? And generally, it doesn't take that much to find the money behind so much. Sure. This is often the same usual suspects of domestic trader, Kremlin operatives, the churchy CNP type. So it's always kind of like. You know, when you see it, you can always kind of go, oh, yeah, this looks like a, you no. know, this looks like a CNP funded op. And, it, and we're rarely wrong. I mean, I don't right. think we've been wrong yet. And if you look at just the Mueller report alone and just that war fighting thread that I always talk about, that NATO report. Yes, you can have organic frustrations in a country. Yes, that's that's not no, no question. But what right. happens is the through the psyops, through the disinformation, through the propaganda, it all becomes amplified. And as our guest last week said from Canada, only 10% of the truckers are not vaccinated. This is not about vaccines. Yeah, exactly. It's not about COVID. There may be a percentage of people who don't want to wear a mask, even though they're willing to go, as our friend uh, Noel said, they're willing to go into trucker bathrooms, you know? <laughs> you know, you don't want to wear a mask, but you're going to go like, you know, in, into these truck stop bathrooms, which, you know, kind of grody. Uh, is, I, I, I thought that was funny. So, so uh, but the, the point being that, you know, what, what our guest last week, Brad Galloway said, was that this is a white supremacy thing. This is, you know, and, and that's, what he's seeing, and I think that there's incontrovertible evidence that that is accurate. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's move on. Yes, All right, so the next one. Uh, it's time we talk about the elephant in the room. In yeah. this case, we're talking about cybersecurity. And there is a threat group in India called Modified Elephants. Uh, they work for the Hindu nationalist BJP party. Now that's uh, Narendra Modi, right? And one thing I'd like to point out about Narendra Modi, uh, possibly the only person who would ever get Donald Trump to visit India. Uh, so, gee, there's no connections there. But what this modified elephant group did is they would actually hack into the electronic devices of opposition parties and they would plant digital evidence which those who oppose the BJP would be arrested for. So they planted so, evidence and then the people were arrested shortly thereafter. It was a coordinated looking effort. So, so remotely they can plant this evidence. So for our viewers, the cop who tries to plant the marijuana or the cocaine in the backseat of a car, this is the technological equivalent of this. This this is the digital version of that. What they would do uh, is they would they would send something called a phishing email, right? And they would get someone to click on a link or open an attachment. And through this phishing attempt, uh, they would install malware on the target's uh, electronic device. And then through that malware, which is called a rat, uh, they would actually get into the device and plant the evidence. 
Shit. This is not and they've been good. doing it for at least 10 years. And yeah, here's the thing. If you think good. this is only happening in India, ha-ha, <laughs> no, this yeah, is we, everywhere. Wow. We advanced this technology a while ago, right? Yeah. Wow. So that's a big, scary story. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'm sure if, uh, you know, Putin's fifth column takes over the United States uh, in the midterms, uh, we're probably going to be seeing quite a bit of this here, especially when it comes to things like, you know, the GOP is already saying, well, we're going to lock up the January 6th committee. Well, I wonder how they're going to do that. Anyway. Um, well, deep fakes. You know, now we're worrying about deep plants. That's a really important story. I'm glad that you brought it to our attention. Yeah. Moving on. Damn. Moving on. Uh, so the final one we're going to talk about is Alabama. God damn. Mm. Uh, why, did I, why did I say this? Well, Nina Simone wrote Mississippi. God damn. Mm -hmm. uh, but Love now it's her. Alabama. How, what does that mean? The Supreme Court of the United States allowed Alabama to keep a heavily, heavily gerrymandered uh, political map for voting in the midterms that absolutely 100,000% dilutes African-American voices in the state of Alabama. Uh, they were sued over it, and uh, the Supreme Court said, now nah, we're good. I don't know how we can continue to perpetrate uh, the racism of politics. Um, it's kind of well, disturbing. We're not moving forward. We're moving with, backwards. With six Supreme Court justices, that's how. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah, not just with, with politics either, as you see with the, the Elon Musk uh, defamation suit. With horrifying, horrifying allegations in that case and the complaints that come out. And I can't even repeat them, but, but uh, it's, it's racism. It was institutionalized. It was, it was uh, allowed to continue. I mean, and then, you know, the degradation of these people is just you know, is horrifying. And that's in the civil Before side. we uh, continue on to your legal briefs, I think we should just pause for a moment and acknowledge that if a president was installed with the help of a foreign mafia state uh, and their military, then I don't think they're supreme. That person's Supreme Court justices are authentic in any way. And they certainly don't represent the majority of the country. And I don't know other than flooding the court what what we can do other than well we, it, it would be nice if we it would be nice if we actually investigated brett kavanaugh and all those four thousand tips that came into that, that fbi too. tip line that somehow got fucking lost um yeah look, maybe look, we need look, to do that my, my uh, uh i'll cover i'll go over a lot of that in hellscape a lot of Great. um you know how how uh because uh, listen until we really recognize the actual fifth column that's in place and the actual people who are running this and what they did in 2016, right? Until we see that and recognize it for it is and get past the psyop that this Russia thing is a conspiracy, mm. then, um, you know, we're just going to still muddle around and oh what do we do what we do is we kick them the fuck off because they were put yeah. in place by a russian spy thank you <laughs> that's it oh. kick them the fuck off and replace them T tell us how you really feel jim anyway. no but he's right he is right that's the worst part that's right that's right we had a russian spy that russian spy should not be allowed to put three supreme court justices and by the way a prior Supreme Court justice had a wife who was involved in the insurrection. This is fucking <laughs> insanity. We must look insane from other countries. We really do. We must look can, absolutely can we, insane. We, we can are, we not call right? him a Russian the body spy? Politic is insane. We have been yeah. radicalized by yeah. by this 
so hard that we are yeah. insane like you you yeah. add the the total the aggregate like like mentality of the united states and we have been driven insane i'm sorry yeah. but that's well that is why putin said we broke their minds like yes. the motherfucker yeah. said that and yeah. that's coming from that insane bitch vladimir putin so i don't he, know what that he, means. he may have broken our minds but we're gonna break his balls this show gonna is gonna freaking we're gonna win this oh, yeah. show is gonna we're gonna win right jim come on let's get let's give him a speech we're gonna win guys it's sound <laughs> it's, it's it's desperate it's dark it's dark before the dawn but damn it we're gonna win come on, come on. Uh, we, listen <laughs> we, we we are not powerless let's say let's say that Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we have, there, are, there are shoes to drop. Indeed. Yes. Yes. How we about do. we put and, some shoes uh, up some people's backsides? Anyway. On that rousing note of team spirit here, uh, Connor, do you? <laughs> I'm gonna get some fucking pom poms and bring them out sometimes. <laughs> I was a cheerleader back in the day. Uh, no. So I was in Catholic school. I yes, you. I was. I I'm going to come on the show wearing a cheerleader adorable. outfit sometime. <laughs> you are. Oh, no, that, that's a whole kink. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird kink. Let's not go there. Anyway. That's a weird kink. Uh, hey, Connor, do you have a few legal briefs before we dive into Hellscape? I'm so excited about Hellscape. And your quick... legal briefs. Thanks, honey. Come Full here, disclaimer, man. not your briefs, your legal briefs. Just just real quick. It's uh, you know, it's uh, another Elon Musk suit. So they've... Uh, they have a lawsuit filed against them for uh, racial discrimination and harassment. And it's uh, it's pretty graphic to go and read the complaint. But again, this falls in line with, you know, a pattern of behavior that we've seen from Elon Musk and his corporations and businesses for a while now. Um, this is, is, this is uh, in California. Um, the discrimination of employees dates back to early 2012, which is terrible. I think about how long that's been going on. I mean, some of the stuff that these workers have been objected to is just horrifying and I really hope they get their moment in in uh, in court and that they don't get stuck with the bullshit arbitration clauses and everything that they have that Tesla's been relying on for years. Um, so that was the main one. It was Tesla and his ongoing I guess, circus of uh, discrimination, bigotry, hatred, and uh, um, well, no tax paying. Yeah. Yeah, not a fan. <laughs> Not a fan. Elon Musk dude is a come, fucking problem. Part time. Hey, I'm hey, sorry, hey. but that's yeah, where, oh, okay, that's yes. where it comes from. Yep. <laughs> I warned. There's there's only one rule. I, I didn't on the show go now. off. I didn't go uh, off. Hi-Fi is not allowed to talk about his member anymore. I think that's a bridge too low for us. So I was like, <sighs> anyway, but not yes, talk, he is a fucking problem. I'm not allowed to say Elon Musk and. Mm -hmm. You no, got the dumb button. No. Did you just mute me? Oh my god! I didn't. <laughs> Jim, don't make him. Uh, I did. I just. I know this is not the anagram hour, but but because this is a jocular show, I did come up with an Elon Musk anagram that I'm really proud of. She's so proud. Numb skull. What? Numb skull. Yeah. But that, numb skull. Yeah, numb skull. Yeah, to work good. on your strategies. There. <laughs> what a skull! I know. I'm not. I'm no. I know. Skull means well. like drink heavy. The like skull mean, does drink. that mean lizard? It's a, it's a lizard. <laughs> lizard. No, All right, hold on. All right. You got, you you got another what? legal brief, Sean? No, that's it. You guys were making fun of somebody who's had okay. COVID symptoms. Right. 
Oh, oh. I'm just kidding. No, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. We're going into are important. I'm glad that we've added that in. It's really in, in, in very important. And also, what I want to make sure we start doing is following up on some of the earlier legal briefs that you've done, so we keep people informed on how things yep. are working their way through the courts. You can you can you can set up alerts. Right. Sort of done. So up when new when new updates come up, I'll pop them. You're gonna set up an alert. I got alerts uh, going. An, on. an alert's gonna blow up Sean's page here. Um, I've been so uptight because I want to make sure our interview with Monique is so good, and now I'm loosening right up. So this feels chill good. Out. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. I, I'm going to chill out during Hellscape, LOL. Jim Stewartson's Hellscape. Oh, fuck. So look, I wrote an article on my Substack um, that basically does an uh, overview of one way of looking at what we're seeing right now both in the united states and ukraine Great. because i think oh. there's a whoa whoa careful that was hey strobing <laughs> light it. warning bro yeah that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> not intentional i'll cut that out <laughs> kind of kind of warfare uh, good. technique good. uh anyway so um I think it's very important for people to understand the the real narrative of how we're seeing um, what we've seen in the United States and how that connects to what we're seeing now overseas and in Europe. Um, so I wrote a story starting in uh, you know more or less 2015, um, which is when I believe the you can you can say World War Three was agreed to if not declared um and i think the two main people um three if you include trump but i think the two operators are vladimir putin and mike flynn um in 2015 as we know mike flynn sat with vladimir putin at a russia today gala um, Mike Flynn reportedly was the first person to his feet after Vladimir Putin uh, gave his speech. Uh, also, uh, very low in the corner there is Jill Stein, um, who did everything in her power to surgically create the difference that was needed in order for Trump to um, win the three battleground states. Um, and Mike Flynn is there. So right after this, um, Flynn starts to uh, put together his coalition, right? And his coalition, the leaders of the coalition, I think to anyone who's been follow following me are well known. It's Mike Flynn, Eric Prince, Steve Bannon, Peter Thiel, and Roger Stone. Yep. And between those five people who are fully compromised anti-democratic Putin allies um, put a plan in place to run psychological operations in the United States to flip the election to Donald mm -hmm. Trump. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the record of this now is super clear. It's taken me a long time, 18 months, you know, 18 hours a day, uh, to sort of sort through the entire timeline. But to me, at this point, it's clear. 
they got together and then at the Republican National Convention in 2016, this is an incredibly important event, um, everybody was there. Roger Stone, Peter Thiel, Mike Flynn, Trump, every white supremacist, shitlord, troll, meme, factory, weirdo, neo-Nazi on planet Earth was there. And they put together a plan. Also, Side Group was there, importantly. Side Group is an Israeli company that ran political psyops for a living, run by members, ex-members of Mossad and Unit 8200. Yes, sir. Uh, two details I want to point out that weren't in your article, but as I live in Cleveland, I know these details. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the RNC people were hanging out uh, staying at hotels that were owned by the Ukrainian oligarch Kolomoisky, and there was a massive influx of prostitutes into Cleveland at that same time. Yeah. What does that matter? Compromise. Well, li listen, si guess who was in charge of surveillance of Republicans at the RNC? Mm -hmm. Psy Group. Literally. Psy oh. Group was in charge of surveillance of Republicans at the rnc oh, so if wow. anyone's wondering where the compromise came from <laughs> yeah. anyway that that's off to the side so because this will this we need to move this forward so we're yeah. at the rnc and they 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 form a group called maga 3x and i mm -hmm. and anyone who's followed me knows i've been harping on these guys for a while maga yes. 3x was flynn teal roger stone Jeff Gaseya, Jack Posobiec, uh, a, a guy named James Brower, who will become very important, Mike Flynn Jr., um, uh, Mike Cernovich, I'm doing this from memory. But all of these guys were, were in this group called MAGA3X, which was a political action committee. And it was formed right after the RNC. And this one group ran numerous PSYOPs. Um, it did Seth Rich stuff. It did the, it did Podesta emails. It cooperated with WikiLeaks uh, to um, push the Podesta emails, and the Podesta emails were turned into PizzaGate. PizzaGate uh, it was the precursor to QAnon, and it was created by MAGA3X. May I ask one quick question? To... I, I, I know you want to keep moving on, but I think these, if I have a question, the viewers might want to know too. So these people that you tell us about and, and yeah. some of these names you just mentioned, I really, I, I need to know if they are doing this for the money or if they're doing this because they're true believers. Are they white supremacists? Is it all of the above? Uh, is it, are they just opportunists? Are they corrupt? Like why do so these here, type wait, of work? Wait, wait, nope. High five. Hold on. There's four four things in counterintelligence that um uh they come at that they use right money is one okay. uh the okay. uh, the acronym is mice it's easy uh, yeah. money ideology okay. compromising information right and ego oh ego is very right. important because okay. all of these people are fucking narcissists all okay. of them. Okay. They're all malignant narcissists and sociopaths.
right? So it's not like they just got compromised or they're, it's a, it's a mixture of this stuff. It's a that mix, makes a lot of sense. It's always a mixture of these things. You can't Thank look you. at it like, you Thank know, you. when, like, when I say you, like, it's a paid operative. Yeah. There's money involved, but they're, yeah. they also like a lot of them believe this shit. Perfect. Um, there are some people who literally just get paid to LARP to pretend to be okay. somebody else, which we will come to soon. But <laughs> uh, there are also people who get paid to be weaponized, right? Like they, they believe a thing or they're on one mm -hmm. side of it. You know, they're on the left or whatever. They're, you know, kind of aggressive. And then somebody throws some money at them and suddenly they're a fucking weapon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so right. it's a combination of these things. Thank that's, you for that. I really needed the, to that, know that. That's the answer. Thank you. Anyway, so MAGA 3X runs a whole bunch of these psyops um, and uh, flipped the, the election to Donald Trump. Um, just one of these operations, in which um, Mike Flynn paid Brian McCauley, which is an FBI agent, to validate this nonsense story about Hillary's laptop that caused James Comey to reopen her email um, right. investigation, which easily cost her five or six points. Easily. Like you just watch it right after that happened. And just that, and that was run by Flynn and Mac3X and that whole operation. Throw in Pizzagate, throw in Seth Rich, throw in all of the horrible shit throwing the infiltration to the bernie bros yeah all, like like the reason why bernie bros got so caustic was because they were infiltrated that right. that is how these guys operated they had a fucking manual that said that's how they operate yeah it's so, so clear in 2016 and this is very important 2016 a lot of these operatives that still exist some of them um, many of them um, uh, were put in place in order to create assets on all sides of the ideological spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you, we have a bunch of people on the right wing, but also there were a lot of people being infiltrated on the left. Yeah. Um, and they were put yeah. in place as early as 2016. One example I'll give you is Chapo Trap House. And I'm going to say it out loud, and it's, they're not going to like it. But Chapo Trap House was put in, was was formed in March of 2016 for a reason to push the the Russia 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 narrative from the left, mm -hmm. and they've been doing it for a long time and have you know um, expanded out into different areas. But that's a troll group that was put in place. Um, yeah. So. 2017, you know, um, starts to roll around. Mike Flynn Jr. gets kicked off the, the, the transition because he's pushing Pizzagate, which is right. hilarious because it's Mike Flynn's psyop. <laughs> Regardless, Mike Flynn gets put in as national security It's disturbing. Advisor. It's disturbing. He lasts, he lasts like two Scaramucci's because the FBI figures out that... <laughs> That he <laughs> fucking talked to the Russians about sanctions, right? About fucking sanctions, lifting sanctions on the Russian government before Flynn was in the government. It's just illegal. So they asked him about it and he lied about it. 
And they're like, fuck, he's a Russian spy. So, so I think President like, Obama may have intimated that, you know, a few months so, earlier. So Sally Yates runs to the White House and goes, Flynn's a spy. And they go, oh, okay. And then they fire Sally Yates and keep yeah. Flynn around for three weeks. Um, well, you know, he does God knows what. And finally he gets fired. So yeah. the reason why I'm telling this story is because it's very relevant to what happens next in 2017. Because in 2017, now Flynn's in a different situation than he thought, right? Flynn thought he was going to be the fucking national security advisor. Instead, he's all wrapped up in this new Mueller inv investigation, right? Yeah. He's fucked and fired and pissed off. If you yeah. thought he was pissed off before at a Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, wait till yeah. now. Now wow. he's fucked. So, MAGA 3X, this group that was there, rolls like kind of um, uh, rolls down, but a whole bunch of other weird shit starts to roll up. And um, in uh, September 2017, Mike Flynn. Uh, launches his defense fund, right? In September 2017, Mike Flynn launches his defense fund where he collects money to to defend himself from his own confessions of doing illegal things. Yeah. And in October 2017, a bunch of people from MAGA3X start Q. Sorry. Is simply an alter ego of Flynn. Right. So you go back to all the early Q, Q drops, like Q drop 14, the whole thing is about Flynn and about how amazing he is and lays out the literal plan he's been doing ever since. And the yeah. first 13 are from MAGA3X guys who are pushing his all of his exact points as well. It yeah. was Flynn's psyop from the beginning because he did not have a voice. The voice he did not have was because he was under investigation and a month after Q was launched, Mike Flynn confessed and agreed to cooperate with Mueller, which was nonsense. He was just biding his time. Q gets started, starts mm -hmm. moving along and all of Flynn's people are running it. Yeah. Remember, let's be clear, they change over the course of, of, of Q's existence, and I can lay all those people out, not important right now, but yeah. it's MAGA3X, and then it's Tracy Diaz and Jerome Corsi, who's a CNP a Council for National Policy member and a friend of both Roger Stone and Julian Assange, are running fucking Q through the first half of 20. 18 and then the old guys the maga 3x guys take back over in the summer and so yeah. we can get into it but that shit's now all figured out yes so, we're gonna come back to that um yeah, we, we will come back to that yeah. at, at a different point it doesn't and matter it's, yeah it's so it's so great but at, at an important uh, but one one important thing at the rnc that i need to to point out remember Please. paul manafort Force oh, yeah. the RNC to yeah. take out the anti-Russia line about Ukraine. Yeah, that's it. That was the that's only very thing that important. Donald Trump gave a shit about. 
think like we just need to pause and think about this. Literally the only policy change that Donald Trump asked for at the RNC was to protect Putin about Ukraine. Yeah. Right. Now, and and his fast man forward Paul to 2019. What happens in 2019? Rudy Giuliani goes to Ukraine mm-hmm. to try to get them to bring up a bunch of shit, bring up uh, lies about Donald Trump, and Trump even uh, pressures Zelensky, which gets him impeached. Right. Mm-hmm. Again. Well, that was they were trying Ukraine, to come up with the Biden Ukraine, side Ukraine, up. Right. What? Well, they were trying to come up with the Biden psyop with the bullshit laptop stories and the firing mm-hmm. the prosecutor. And it was and, all and, with true. Russian assets, with fucking literal Russian spies, right? Which we is talked what, about is how Rudy's those doing. people are now sanctioned, like the guy who owned the TV stations. He's under totally. sanctions now so because Rudy of that lost, bullshit. Rudy lost his yeah. bar license. Rudy's fucked. He's cooperating yeah. at this point. Yeah. You know he is. Because... Yeah. Oh, He's too. He's old, and he wants to be out of jail at some point. He wants to keep sipping <laughs> so, on cognac. I want to keep kind of move move this forward because I know it's a long story. So yeah. anyway, we 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 go through t- 2019, and these assets on the left, by the way, are inventing this kind of rehistory of how Q started, and That's right start this new story about how it's actually Ron Watkins running Q and it's mm-hmm. all, you know, that's fucking that bullshit. Brain trust. That's nonsense. Yeah. yeah. So all you, of that you mean gets, lack of brain trust. So all of that I, shit gets, gets built up in, being hyperbolic. In, in, in 2019. And, um, and then 2020 at the beginning of 2020, we get hit with this fucking pandemic, right? Um, and the fucking pandemic is perfect for all of the bad people because mm-hmm. it happens in China, where mm-hmm. with China is the number one target geopolitically other than the United States of mm-hmm. Russia. And, and um, so every, everyone can now point at China as the enemy instead of Russia, right, which mm-hmm. they're stoked about. And they can use it to generate anti-vax propaganda, which mm-hmm. is perfect fodder for a great replacement, neo-Nazi, all, all the, the ugly QAnon shit. It's perfect for it. And Trump just jumps right in. And not only that, like intentionally botches the the... The COVID with Kushner, the COVID yeah. response, killing hundreds of thousands of Americans for politics, yeah. which is a whole right. different, like, right. you know, crime against humanity that needs to be right. prosecuted. Anyway, Hell fifth column the yes. says what? Fifth column yeah. says what? Yes. Hell to the yes. Hell to so, the yes. So, so this fucking cult now, right, which started by, which was started by Flynn's people, remember, on 4chan, moved to 8chan. Yeah. And started yeah. to grow and grow and grow through yeah. 2019 and had this cover story over here about how it was all mysterious and no one could ever figure it out, right? Like yeah. that was all going on in, in 2019, 2020 rolls around and everybody on planet Earth is forced to be sitting in front of their computer mm-hmm. all day, every day. Can't go outside, can't do anything but sit in front of their computer all day long and get god knows radicalized one way or the other right Mm -hmm. you're gonna have people who are now super pissed off and all they want to do is kill nazis and and then you're gonna have all the nazis over here who are growing and growing and growing freely on the um russian um 
app called Telegram. Um, anyway, they tried to kill the election in 2020, right? They almost got there, right? The, there's no fucking way that that election should have been that close. That's right. Um, Donald Trump was 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 a was a it was the worst possible president. He did the most possible damage he could, right? But somehow it was real close. Guess why? Because a third of the of America is now um, at some level in a cult, yeah. in a fascist cult that was started and created and grew and metastasized from Flynn Psyop starting in 2017. Right, because he was mad that he couldn't talk anymore. So he grew digital soldiers for three years, tens of millions of them. Right, and he had he had them ready. When the election um, didn't go their way, they retired. Q. Flynn immediately gets pardoned, and now Flynn just comes out and basically is Q himself. Right mm -hmm. now he's doing marches. Now he's doing rallies. Now Flynn is the front man, mm -hmm. and Q basically retires with one of Flynn's favorite songs, "Twisted Sisters." Mm -hmm. I'm not going to take it. We're not going to take it anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so Q, remember, uh, right in the same week, Q retires with Flynn's favorite song. Flynn mm -hmm. then goes on a QAnon show, the first thing he does, and basically announces that the digital soldiers that he's been building for years are, now it's time to activate and really get going. Mm -hmm. A month yeah. later, one six happens. Mm -hmm. And this, it is very important to understand that the thread that I'm trying to pull together here is that these psychological operations that have been put in place over all of these years that have affected a third of the American people to the mm -hmm. extent that they believe lies, those that's preparatory um, warfare. It okay. diminishes us. It causes chaos. It makes us weak. It makes our mm -hmm. allies not trust us. All mm -hmm. of all of these things. Are, are intentionally there to prepare the ground for a more strategic and more kinetic war, mm -hmm. right? So um, I'll skip largely through 2021. Yeah. We've all lived through it. But through 2021, because we have not done anything to stop it, because Flynn has been continuing for a fucking year after 1-6 continuing to mindfuck people to grow his cult to organize militias to get the 1-AP and the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys and all of these guys organized and ready um, we haven't done anything to stop that right mm -hmm. so now Flynn has a third of the American people mm -hmm. as a fifth column mm -hmm. right He's got a bunch of law enforcement. He's got a bunch of everyone from school boards to sheriffs and everybody all the way up in place. We've all seen it, right? It, that it's it's all in place, and um, and a, a million militia, like hardcore domestic violent extremists, um, uh, I think is the 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 number. Mm -hmm. um, 
there is going to be kinetic action in the United States, which ma matches the kinetic action that we're going to see in Ukraine. Okay. And, and it's really, really, the reason I'm trying to, and forgive me for the kind of long rambling thing, but important. I, what I'm trying to do is tie together the intention and the result so that we can see very clearly what's next. And what's okay. next is extremely dangerous. What's next okay. is an existential point at which we decide to be a democracy or not. That's right. That's right. And what we're seeing in Ukraine is what we will see here, what we've okay. already seen here psychologically, right? We've already yeah. been invaded. We've already had a third of our people captured, right? Right, And so we either need to be able to stand up to that and, and do what is necessary to uh, prevent um, what will happen next, or we're going to go the way Ukraine is about to go. All I know is I always hear echoes of history in my head and Jim, I say it all the time, there was never a day that the German people woke up and the majority voted for Hitler. That's not what this is about. What Jim just walked us through is the very dire warning uh, that Malcolm X is, and Malcolm X, Malcolm Nance has been talking about, which is we are in the last inning of democracy. So we are. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Jim, and, that was And, and I just need everyone to get it that this is yeah. not some sort of organic fucking this was a plan thank you there's a reason ukraine was taken out of the of the of, of the platform at the rnc six years ago yes and there's a reason why over that six years nato has been weakened the united states has been weakened all of these these brainwashed people and anti-vaxxers and fascist groups and neo-nazis yep. there's a reason why all of those things have been accelerated why the american media has been infiltrated by yep. russian propaganda but why fox news is, has great replacement theory on every fucking night yep. now but, yep. why yep. we have newsmax and owen and rsbn yep. because the russians saw the wow. opportunity to put a puppet in the white house to weaken the united states so he could prepare for this day and that's what our guests are going to more aware of it. Shouldn't, you know, talk and about that's the, the end of my rant for yep. today no that was that was brilliant bravo man bravo that was important and yes as sean is saying we've got monique in the waiting room and we're going to talk about some of uh some of this and a lot more wow wow this is just this is such a powerful powerful uh you know just a powerful timeline the evidence is all there and you really brought it on home and it's very sobering but with this information comes power so now you guys know so everybody can move forward and bring it into their neighborhoods and let people know this is real and this is what's happening brilliant freaking news uh, you know newser you guys and uh i think now uh, we should just move right uh, on to our interview with Monique from Kremlin File. OMG. Can't wait. We have a smoking hot guest for you, <laughs> as I've been bragging about. Monique Kamara, oh my God. All the way from Kremlin File. All the way <laughs> from Italy. Yeah, yeah that's this right, is really, right. really exciting. Although I would much rather be talking 
to you about my beloved Lino Ventura, there's fuckery afoot and you have the kind of expertise that we need. Uh, I'll do a little brief intro, then I'd love you to do a little brief intro. As I mentioned, she is the co-host of the amazing podcast, Kremlin File. She also is an incredible expert in kinetic and non-kinetic warfare. Uh, and she is coming to us all the way from Siena, Italy, where she is also a professor in communications and I'm so happy you're here and we have so much to talk about. Can you tell our guests a little bit about yourself before we jump right in? Oh dear. Oh dear. Okay. What what would you like to know? <laughs> you know, well, um, I'm from why, originally. Why, why you've been up all night? Oh yeah. No. Well, um okay, well let me just start off by saying that I'm from Toronto, Canada originally. I was born there. Um, let's say daughter of Italian immigrants. And then I fell in love, okay, with Siena, the city where I am now. And what started happening, what keeps me up at night was that around, I would say 2014 with Ukraine and what was happening uh, there in the Maidan. And then I started seeing a lot of disturbing, disturbing um, developments here in Italy, okay, politically. And it was rooted in populism, but it was a sort of a radical, destructive kind because of what I was seeing coming out of social media, especially. And it scared me, especially the, uh, how can I put it, the, the, the whole rhetoric, all of the language that was being used, because you need to know that I am, yes, I'm in communi um, I teach communication, political communication. I grew up in a family. My mom's a politician in Canada. And so I was used to listening to people speak, right? Mm -hmm. And the way that they present uh, discourse. And I saw this completely radical change it scared the shit right out of me. And I said, oh my God, what is happening? What is going on? So I started following everything and then Brexit came along and then Trump came along. Mm -hmm. And that's really where everything exploded. And I said, what? I, and I just started doing research uh, night and day uh, besides wow. what I do at the university. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was, you know, it's, it's a scary time and you guys know yeah. because you're following everything and you know what exactly what is happening. And, uh, then especially let's say the, the election, I followed that ex like really closely. Uh, we were, I had also another podcast where I talked about what was going on, um, for the two campaigns, the GOP, if we want to call them the GQP, whatever you want to call them. I don't know what the fuck yeah. you can call Fifth Trump. Call. I really don't. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Also yeah. because I followed the whole presidency and yeah. it was absolutely nuts. He would Terrifying. say something. Yeah. I mean, something would come out of Russia and he would just mimic. Okay. And just, yeah. you know, regurgitate. And this was it because his whole thing was to separate. And this is mm -hmm. exactly what Russia wanted. Mm -hmm. Separate the United States from Europe, make yep. sure that they were as far and get them out of NATO because he had already mm -hmm. started, right? We know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we the, know the open skies treaty. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Paris, um, you know, the, for climate. Paris Accord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes. So he was really following exactly what Russia wanted him to do. Okay. He mm -hmm. was Russia's greatest gift. 
So that's, that's, that scared us. That really, really scared us. I hooked up with Olga because as I was saying before, and we we were discussing before, um, I had followed Olga for years and I said, oh my God, she is just wonderful. Uh, in terms of analysis and the Uh materials she was uncovering and publishing, I just said, okay, I need to talk to her. We had a three hour conversation, which we recorded and I put it in a podcast. And then we hooked up afterwards and we said, okay, let's, let's get going and, and get this information out, you know, because people need to understand this. People need to understand that what we are living today was something that was generated Starting from, let's say, 2000, well, really, if we think about it from the Second Chechen War yeah. in uh, 1999-2000, then you go right up into 2004, okay, which was the first time that we see actual elect- electoral meddling, trying Putin trying to get his guy mm-hmm. in Ukraine, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, eh, you know, we get into... Uh, Crimea, and then Ukraine again, and the Donbass. Uh, I mean, this is really his his desire to change our world order. This is it, yeah. and it's happening now. It's happening as we're speaking. That yeah. this stuff, this shit keeps me up at night. This is what keeps me up uh-huh. at night because yeah, I think but- there's so many people. I don't know about you guys, and maybe you can you can. T- I mean, are you finding that there are people that just don't get this that don't understand well, this yes fundamental i remember when yeah when we spoke briefly before that was one of the yeah. discussions we had was that um you know we have a, a, a pushback against some of this uh, particularly discussions of russia or putin and, and sort of his involvement in various meddlings and it's uh bizarre and that you know we have uh, you know we've all experienced it here on the podcast is when we discuss these things in depth or with any detail we get sort of uh, some of the comprehension some of the criticism is you know, uh, that we're uh, you know, blue and on, which is basically we're horseshoeing back into, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're believing conspiracy oh, theories, yeah. we're spreading conspiracy uh-huh. theories ourselves, even though we're just discussing things with people such as yourself, who is, you know, obviously an expert in the topic. Um, and there is oh, yeah. definite, so, there's def- definite pushback to the Russian, uh, uh, you know. My, yeah. when, when, I, when I started my investigation in August of 2020, um, my first article, which I posted a couple of weeks later was was about um flynn and the russians <laughs> and yeah oh yeah immediately oh, yeah. from oh, that yeah. day forward i was a target not sure. of, not not just of the far right but of the far left yeah um who, yeah. who are equally as vehement yeah. and equally as upset with you uh, if you mention the Russians in any way, they, yep. you know, it's just an extension of Trump's psyop, frankly. Yeah. Russia, Russia, Russia. All you want to do yeah. is talk about Russia. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah well, that's, that's this is. Gaslit into people's minds that Russia was a conspiracy theory, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, the whole, exactly, exactly. Russia, if you're listening to me and then the whole business yeah. afterwards. I mean, look, the, the, you're absolutely right about the influence that Russia has on the far left and far right. Okay. Um, And we know that that goes all the way back to fascism because fascism was right. A combination Mm -hmm. of the two uh, socialism and nationalism together. And we know that Mm -hmm. that started with, let's say Mussolini and then, right. Who was the mentor to Hitler. Mm -hmm. Um, And today 
today we still have their factions. I mean, I'm talking to you from Italy where even inside a um, mainstream centrist left party, okay, which, you know, I'm, that's my, that's my area. Okay. I'm much more of a centrist. Um, there's a faction that, I mean, I was <laughs> all afternoon, I, I got completely pissed off because they're saying, oh no, NATO is, you know, we have to abolish NATO and we've got to, right. I mean, this is, this plays into, you're that's doing right. Putin a favor when you do that. Okay? 100%. That's, right. uh, that's uh, the whole uh, thing. Uh, NATO uh, is a defensive alliance. Okay. It was put there. It was started as a defense against okay what was going on with russia then after for a few years it's actually it was actually quite dormant thanks to putin right it's been revived in this past yeah. period all right, right. so yeah, but even politically mechanism, right? yeah yeah exactly exactly and jim i mean you're absolutely right i mean it's it's not just the far right they've mm -hmm. penetrated um, we need to understand that Russia has been at this. The Kremlin has been at this. Uh -huh. Putin has been at this. And all of the Soviki, the people that are around him, have been at uh -huh. this for years. The penetration, the economic, do. exactly. Economic and also. And, I mean, we've, we're seeing it now in the States, right? But let's we remember sure that, it, you know, I mean, it's here in Italy, I can give you a whole list of people, right, yeah. that are politically economically compromised okay yeah. in in different right. ways we even had you know berlusconi was yeah. <laughs> well, he we, was the first about, we had the no, hold on president. i want to talk about berlusconi yeah we, what would you like to know the president of, of our country was an asset so so yeah mm -hmm. yeah well so was ours <laughs> oh that's true mm -hmm. pardon me i forgive me well actually no he wasn't an asset i, I, I hold on sorry hi-fi what did you want to ask so, you know, you talk about Mussolini grooming or, you know, assisting Hitler. I kind of feel like Berlusconi taught Putin how to be a gangster. Does that, does that sound yeah. right to you? Oh, yeah. He should pretty much. Well, let's just put it this way. Um, Putin, Putin, we see, okay, how he came out um, from St. Petersburg. All right. And that was his real training ground. Okay. When he worked for Subchak in St. Petersburg, Subchak was the mayor and he was handling all sorts of contracts. Okay. With foreign com uh, companies. And instead of procuring the, let's say the, the materials that he was supposed to, um, this money disappeared. Okay. So he was already, okay. In business, with the Tambov, okay, uh, clan in St. Petersburg. And let's remember that St. Petersburg is important. All port mm -hmm. cities are extremely important because you've got stuff coming in there mm -hmm. uh, that is controlled by the, the, the actual people who own the port. And in this case, they're mafia, okay? Mm. So it, what did Berlusconi teach uh, Putin was first of all, all of the media side of everything. Okay. And he sent up, Berlusconi had three uh, people that he, um, that he had in Moscow. Okay. That he would send to Moscow. One was actually permanently there. And that's the guy that was taking care of the media. Uh, and his name is Codogno. 
uh, he had a banker, all right, that opened up a bank, an Italian bank in Moscow, all right, and his name is Falico, and he was taking care of a lot of the contracts. And then we have Valentini, who's another guy that was in energy contracts, okay? So what you have, right, is that Berlusconi, first of all, gave that veneer of respectability to Putin. They didn't have, because mm -hmm. Putin was a nobody. He was showing up in yeah. track shoes or track suits. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was just awful. Okay. He <laughs> had no haircut. personality whatsoever. <laughs> Actually, there's a great picture of Putin right in the beginning. Okay. Where he's got his, uh, his jacket slung over his shoulder. And I found the exact same picture in the exact same position in Berlusconi. Okay. Wow. So right in the beginning, all right. Can you he we're gonna befriended say that again, him? Can you yeah. stop for one second? It looked like the video cut out. No, that was just so, you. It was just you, honey. That was that was just me. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll cut this part out then. But um, okay. I, I so, missed the beginning. You said you said he had a picture of him slung over. Yeah. Can okay. I there's a famous picture again. Sure. sure. Let, me, let me count okay. you to tell the story what? again. Sorry, guys. Sure. Three, no problem. No problem. Two and one. So what, what is, let's say what, uh, I found, this is absolutely incredible. I found a picture of Putin. This, this must've been in 91 when they were, sorry, in not 91, in 1999, 2000. Okay. Um, they were trying to give him sort of like image, you know, to create this statesman. Um, and I found this picture of him standing at his desk. In, and he had uh, a jacket slung over his shoulder and he was sort of looking, you know, suave and all that kind of thing. And I found the exact same picture of Berlusconi, even the way he put his hands. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was absolutely incredible. But let's remember that Berlusconi is the one who gave Putin, as I was saying before, that veneer of respectability that he mm -hmm. lacked. Nobody knew who he was. Right. So right. what was Berlusconi after simply to get those contracts and different things like yeah. that? Now they stopped him. They stopped him. They, they, he tried. Um, he tried to sign one contract that basically would have made Italy completely um, dependent on Russian oil and gas. But wow. that got stopped. Okay. Luckily <laughs> in parliament, they picked, they kicked up a big, a big fuss about it. But, you know, it's not just Berlusconi. He they've penetrated everywhere here in Italy. It's it's very, very difficult. Very difficult. Well, but what's anyway, interesting about what was, you're saying you know, is that two weeks ago we had our mutual friend um Tomas Ilvis on, the former president of Estonia. Yep. And he yep. explained that if you really want to read a great book about uh the history of Russia, you need to read the Mario Puzo's The Godfather. He's absolutely <laughs> right. Really? He is absolutely right, right. Okay. And I mean mm -hmm. it's almost everything. You know, it's like th these are mobsters. This is the mentality. Mm -hmm. yes. And I know that this is really hard for people to understand because we have our Western mentality, right? Where okay, we have dialogue. And right. we sit and you've got contracts and you sit and you try to get to a consensus, right? It doesn't yeah. work that way. They put, you know, they're, they're actual mobsters who threaten you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that whole scene with the, 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 
the horse's head in the bed yeah. and the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. That actually fucking happens. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. this is what hey, we're dealing lucky, with. Right? Otherwise, exactly. Because this is what we're dealing with. We're not dealing with somebody who is ready, who will honor a contract. That's absolutely right. out of there. So yeah, again, I, I, do, I, find is, it, I find it fascinating just again that, that you all in Gaslit Nation have been repeating this transnational crime syndicate. Yes. Run, yeah, you know, you're over absolutely and over right. And over. Fact that yep. it's, not, it's yep. not a political party. It's a, no, it's a, no. It's a because remember, Putin is two things. First of all, he's ex KGB, and he was head of the FSB. Okay, so yep. we're talking yeah. secret services. And then, okay, he's a he's a mafia guy. Okay, he hooked up. He put together. Okay, the state is run by these two entities. All right. That's the way we have to look at it. So we're not talking about a normal elected official who follows rules. No. It's not the way it works. It's a mafia um, state run by a, by a mob boss, and there's okay. many tentacles to that. And one, one thing that is maddening <clears throat> uh, to any of my friends who are historians um, is that mm. the West keeps on th treating him as yeah. if he's legit. And they have yeah. these summits and they have these meetings as if they're you know, uh, you know, leaders yeah. just having a little, uh, you know, light lunch. Yeah. And it's like, he needs to be treated like the war criminal and the yeah, look, human rights violator that he is. That's the, right. The, you, uh, mm -hmm. the, the, when um, I saw Jake, Jake Sullivan, our, <laughs> our um, Defense Department spokesman, yeah. uh, or, and I'm sorry, National Security Advisor uh, on, on television, basically begging Putin for peace, right? <laughs> Biden's calling him. Why? I, I don't, honestly, I don't understand to, that. Yeah, no, uh, he needs to be treated like a pariah. He needs to be what treated he is. Like, like a criminal and a punk, um, not, yeah. not as a, a world no. leader. Uh, and yeah. not as some, some thought-leading genius that, you know, muscular and competing. Yeah, I, I have a question you know. about, about, uh, Italy in particular, um, especially because you mentioned that that the f fascism started to um, make a reappearance in a major way 2014, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it did here too in a different way on, you know, dark websites like 4chan and 8chan and things like Gamergate, right? Which yeah. turned into the alt-right. Uh, there's a direct line from what was happening in 2014 on on social media um, and you know places like that. Mm -hmm. um, the common denominator, it seems to me, is Steve Bannon hmm. because Steve mm. Bannon is the one who who turned Gamergate into the alt right, um, and also Steve Bannon um, was certainly involved in Italian fascism. Oh yeah. Up through 2019 when he got his uh you know uh the the place he was going to have as his training camp or whatever um yeah. you know turned down yeah. monastery my guess is he he was seeing the italian fascists starting probably around the same time that you know gamergate and all that stuff started happening mm -hmm. i was just curious yeah. what your what yeah, you saw in terms of Steve Bannon because I think he's a good crossover actually, between these two stories. Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. Actually, it started well before that, 2014. Uh, they start to have meetings with a group which is called uh, that becomes a movement. It's the Five Star Movement. Okay, mm -hmm. 
And uh, the head of the Five Star Movement at that time, we can't even call him the head. He's sort of the media face, okay? Um, the guy that's up front. There were two guys, okay? The one guy that actually started or the, the Five Star Movement. And they met up already in 2014, which is what I was seeing coming out of Facebook. Okay, here they use Got Facebook it. principally, okay? Uh, not so much the dark web, all that kind of stuff. No, it was mostly uh, Facebook. That's where I saw everything. Yeah. So it was out in the open there. And then, of course, remember that here, applications like WhatsApp started a lot earlier than in That's North true. America. I was using WhatsApp when nobody, none of my family, okay, was using it. I'm saying, well, why aren't you using it? But anyway, uh, let's put that aside. Um, so they began using and Bannon hooked up. Okay, already, okay, there was, um, there were a lot of talk with Farage, okay, as well, uh, with mm -hmm. Kareem in London. Yeah. So this was already being seated. Remember that Bannon was also, if I'm not mistaken, he went to speak at the University of Cambridge. And this was, I think, in 2014, but I have to check the date. I'm not exactly sure. I know that he went to speak there. Okay, so there was sort of like this Italy, London, okay, yeah. and EU, because there were also some people in the EU, okay, MEPs in the EU that were tied up in this whole thing. So we have, right, you're absolutely right, Jim, there's this line with Bannon, who then brings mm -hmm. together, okay, you have the, in 2018 is the big year in Italy, all right? Mm -hmm. That is when we have a government that is a radical right populist government. And it's composed of two main parties, this, this movement plus the league, okay, uh, Salvini's league. And uh, Salvini, all right, they were already getting money, okay, from Russia. And I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, where's the, where's the documentation? Well, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> um, remember, okay, there, we do have a lot of, let's say, information of people who were high level in the league that were not, they were receiving money through cultural associations. Okay. Ah. So let's remember that this is not like, okay, here's my donation because that is illegal, but you can give money. All right. You can set up cultural associations. You can set up sure. chambers of commerce. There's the Italian Russian Chamber of Commerce by a man whose name is Savoyini. And he was caught red handed trying to uh, get some money from Russia in the Metropole Hotel. And this was in 2019. OK, so, I mean, there are all these little OK, little uh, pieces of information that we have. So anyway, those are the two, that's where they operated. And Bannon, Bannon operated, he's the one, uh, in the, for, to form the government, they had to pick a prime minister. Okay. That prime minister's name is Giuseppe Conte. Uh -huh. And he had to be okayed by Bannon. And he had to be okayed by Putin. And that happened. Okay. Oh. He was taken by one of the Berlusconi men, all right, sorry, not, not one of Berlusconi's men, but he was in the party, to yeah. Lavrov, and he was yeah. introduced to Lavrov, okay? Wow. So this yeah. all, and I have to tell you that the group 
who okayed all of this and said, okay, we can go with Giuseppe Conte. This is a group in Rome, all right, that um, has that crazy cardinal, that guy. Vigano? Um, okay, Vigano's mentor. Plus, okay, <laughs> some ex-generals. Wow. We have another guy that's in intelligence. This is a really fucking shady group that's in Rome, okay? And they are, as you know, Cardinal Burke is the guy that's the head of this group, all right? Mm -hmm. And he's the guy that is heading up all of the anti-Francis Pope, okay? Uh, so Opus Dei. Of the Vatican. So That's Opus what we're Dei. talking about. No, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Cardinal Burke, yeah. Burke is uh, Knights of Malta. Oh, Knights of Malta. Okay. Well, Knights of Malta. Okay. okay. Well, well, what's interesting to me about the, I'm always seeking the high concept because I think our viewers really, it's very helpful when we zoom yep. in and get it all and then we zoom but, back out. Sure. We know going back to Mussolini that all of this shit is cover for corruption. And right now, I think what we are seeing, quite frankly, as we watch all the sabers rattling and all of that is a lot of people traitors in our own country, who I believe are trying to stay out of prison for their own corruption. And that is mm -hmm. why I think things are escalating. And I, I think that you and Jim have very interesting, maybe somewhat diabolically opposed, but maybe not all the way views on Putin. And I'd love to hear what you think, because I think everything he's doing is actually quite frankly, from a place of weakness. I believe he starts wars when his ratings sag and that he did not sure. diversify. And so everything is, you know, related to uh, energy. Uh, and so uh, I feel like he makes desperate moves. And of course, you know, um, I want to hear your point of view on whether or not you think this is a empire in decline. And then I'd love to hear Jim's point. Oh, of view. Definitely. I think you're both right. Yeah, no, I, I think it is. I think that this is sort of like the last hurrah for him. Uh, since let's say 1991, when the Soviet empire fell, um, he was, this is sort of like from 1991 to today, or when he got in, let's say in, in 1999, 2000, um, he simply, uh, how can I put it? He simply procrastinated. Okay. This was sort of a slow decline. Okay. And this is basically his last, his last gasp. Uh, the Russian state has serious economic problems. There's no, there has been any uh, investment in infrastructure or anything that they need. The one indicator that we all look at when we're analyzing this kind of stuff is life expectancy, male life expectancy, which is a, now at the lowest probably that it's been. Okay, for a very, wow. very long time. So this is sort of, they have they were able with this kleptocracy, they were able to, to how can I put it, um, just squeeze out any of the money that they could, all right? Most of it yeah. through energy contracts. Because if you take a, yeah. a look at the pipelines that are running through Europe, each and every one of those countries is compromised, okay? They've got political... Uh, let's say people who are um, uh, politicians in their pockets. They've got 
people who are, let's say, intellectuals in their pockets, all that kind of thing. But it's all along those pipelines, all those countries that are along the pipelines. That's what you're looking at. Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, definitely. It's, it's, uh, it's a country in decline and he's done whatever he could to his own people, to the Russian civil society, jailed them. They yeah. have no opposition that is a real opposition. He has extended his presidency now until 2036, yeah. changed the constitution, <laughs> concentrated yeah. Yeah. concentrated power in his own hand in the central, okay, taking it out of, let's say, the governors in different areas yeah. and things like that. Or, this or is what he's up. done. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, no, it's a joke, he, right? He Elections fears, are a joke. I mean, Hillary, it's a, all right. Hillary Clinton was the one who said that he fears the Gaddafi ending. And I well, think he course. does. I think, I don't know how, I don't know how he sleeps unless he's, you know, uh, again, we talk, we've talked on the show before about what kind of uh, mental state you must be in to lead, a, a, you know, kleptocracy <laughs> where you're bleeding the wealth out of your country for your own, you know, pole dancing studios. Jim, let's get your point of view on Ooh, this. Can I just say something about pole dancing? Sure. You know the <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a great no, because it's like there's okay, a segue. Know, I, look, a I'm a bit problem. Virginia. I'm a bit Virginia wolfish. Okay, yeah, like something you know, you say something and my mind starts going yeah, sure, uh, in too. a di different direction. Um, but we'll get back to this. But you know yeah. that Berlusconi had his own pole dancing. That whole he had his own uh, ring, right, of prostitutes. Yeah. And it was the it was the same yeah. kind of room. He had the pole dancing thing there with all the women yeah. and yeah. that kind of situation. But anyway, I'm sorry. I I, I, know it's but okay. I had to get I that out there. I read about Berlusconi and because I knew you were coming on the show, I watched a bunch of uh, videos and interviews and I still feel like I need a shower. Like yeah. I just thought that the, the sleeves 70 and the court cases. And, oh, oh, oh yeah. God, 70 court cases against and him. dead Seven witnesses and just all sorts Ooh. of crazy shit with that guy oh Ooh. yeah no 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 Ooh. i mean intimidation he bought off all those women okay yeah. there were three cases against him for that just for that okay we're yeah. not talking about the other 67 cases that are out there okay um where he bribed high level uh, people in the government and in the 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 forces that were looking you no know, into his cases and different things like that. Anyway, uh, three cases uh, against him just for this. Okay, and and he they admitted his accountant actually in the third case admitted we paid we I had to get out of the bank. All right, and I'm sorry to say that it's the bank of my city. He had to get out of the bank 250,000 euro a month to pay these ladies mm -hmm. to keep yeah. them in hush money. Wow. Yeah. This is all wow. I mean, by the, the way. I'm the, not saying anything the, you can't the harms find. of uh, the harms of these types of greasy leaders uh, oh. owning media stations and then distracting with all of the the titty stuff go. is just very I mean, yeah. I, I got into this fight because I didn't want somebody who owned beauty pageants to be a president because I have a daughter, you know, it's like, why would you want yep. someone who rates women yep. on a scale? And yep. then you, of course, unmask all this corruption. Back to oh. Jim Stewart's yeah, point of to... view exactly. on the decline of the empire. I see it that way. I, I've read tons of Russian history. These are the longest suffering people. They continue to suffer under this 
horrible mafia state that he's created. And these yep. stories never have good endings. So that's my point of view. Jim, let's hear from you. Um, so yes, Russia is a, is a failed state, but that doesn't matter. Um, so my concern is that um, Putin doesn't think about Russia no. at no. all. He does not no. care about Russia no. per se. No. Um, Putin, no. Putin's philosopher is Alexander Dugin. Alexander Dugin um, pushes Eurasia. Eurasia is the idea that all of Europe and all of Asia will come together under, under the control of the new Soviet empire with Moscow as the third Rome. That's, mm -hmm. that's the essence of Duganist philosophy. And that's literally what Putin is trying to do, right? And he's setting up in Ukraine in order to, in his mind, get himself in position militarily to uh, begin the process of actually doing that kinetically. Now, in order for him to even consider such a thing, right, what does he have to do? He has to weaken his opposition, right? Yeah. Weaken NATO, weaken the United States, uh, etc. Right. So yep. he took over Crimea in 2014. And in uh, 2013, he got some compromise on Trump, not that he needed more, but he did. He got some more. Um, and then uh, Flynn and Putin come together in 2015. Right. And then suddenly all of these psyops, these psychological operations mm -hmm. start happening in the United States. And, you know, we don't need to go through those details. But now we have a third of Americans don't believe that Joe Biden mm -hmm. is the president. Election. Mm -hmm. And like 10% mm -hmm. believe that that the Biden administration should be violently overthrown in order to put Donald Trump back. That is for me the That's difference scary. Yeah. Between, between where we were and what yeah. Putin's position was before and what it is now. That's yeah. the only reason why I disagree that that you know Putin is acting out of a position of of weakness. I think from you know economically, if you're looking at Russia, sure, but he's got Flynn, Bannon, Stone, Prince, Teal, all of these guys basically doing his business inside of the United States, plus a large network, as you discussed, of infiltrators on the left and the right who are doing his work from Tucker Carlson to Glenn Greenwald, right? Mm -hmm. And the whole horseshoe in between. So my concern is that we are underestimating his resources at this point mm -hmm. because he has captured a large amount of American resources on his side. And so that's the, yeah. that, that's the only the, the, the clarification I want to make about Putin's position is that, yes, there is a there on one level is a desperation on another. Me. He's actually done an incredibly good job of phase one. So yeah. what I what I want to say before everybody chimes in is that I think we're almost talking about two different things. I think we're almost talking about non kinetic and kinetic. And I feel like non-kinetic, yeah, if you have that thread that I did from that NATO report, Sean, mm -hmm. it's all yeah. there. Everything that three years ago, I threaded out this NATO report on war fighting, on Russian hybrid warfare. And every time I stumble upon it, we're living through everything. This team is experiencing that. Kinetically, obviously, we have a military 
that as you know you have said that we should not underestimate unless no. of course they've been infiltrated whereas i don't think we should overestimate russia's military as you've said that and that's all that's all i wanted to say yeah. before we continue is yeah. i think that jim's right i think jim's right and you're right yeah by the way i talked to the author uh Keira giles oh he's a good uh, friend. Thing. Yeah, so it's, uh, I'm glad that you brought that up, in, indeed. But you know what? I think we can reconcile the two positions if you really think about it. Because here, I think what what the weakness that we're talking about is more where he's coming from psychologically. Okay, mm. um, is is a position of weakness. Okay, what he has, and Jim is correct. I mean, he's there's a lot of power. Okay, for him, it's just power. Okay, that's all he really thinks of. But it is from, it's not someone who can get up in the morning and drink uh, a cup of tea without getting somebody to taste it for him. You know what I mean? Uh, that's the kind of thing. All right. Um, and just, I mean, that's, to me, that's the way I look at it in the sense that, I mean, this guy, really he's got some real deep psychological problems okay this is not normal this is absolutely not normal but for him the only thing that really counts is power that's it mm -hmm. raw raw power that's yeah. about it right okay. and he's surrounded himself with people who okay dugan i think was very much in vogue in let's see 2014 right he still is Okay. And with a lot of groups, he probably has a lot of connections outside, like here in Italy, for example, he's got tons of connections. He's been here various times. Um, but the people that are around him now are people like Patrachev, uh, Shoigu, okay, which is the Minister of Defense. Although, I mean, these are people that are around him. Mind you, it's not like he listens to them. He tells them what to do. Okay. So these are his yes men the way that Trump had his yes men. Okay. Mm -hmm. The exact same thing. All Funny. Right? They were all the same. Yes, men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, like Narton. Yeah. Like session, for I, example, right. In energy, yeah. you've got Pergozin, oh, uh, the chef. All right. So that's, yeah. you know, with the, with the Wagner and, and uh, yeah. I was going to tie, tie, tie these two back into Jim's point and uh, Steve Bannon. Yep. I remember, yep. and I looked it up um, in 2014, before Trump even announced, you know, Bannon helped get Cambridge Analytica off the ground. The, exactly. They did, they did focus groups prior to the 2014 midterm elections. The only foreign yep. thing that they tested was America's reaction to Putin. That was the only foreign wow. person that they tested. Mm, yeah. Oh, and that's really out, good to know. Mm. It turns out a lot of Americans who really like the idea of a strong authoritarian leader, they said, and people were quite defensive in focus groups of Putin's invasion of Crimea. That was the only yeah. foreign thing they tested in 20. Wow. Well, that's because they 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 have this fear of a brown planet, so they've they've harnessed this racism, and they look at him as the great white hope, the great you know anti-gay, anti-brown white hope, which is yeah uh, absurd. Which, but you know, yeah. which ties in with what Jim was saying with Dugan, right? Mm -hmm. Which is what right. we can tie it in with right. what Jim was saying with Dugan, because that's all of the traditional Christian, okay, yeah. nationalist mm -hmm. ideology, right? Because that's what and there's that's, a lot of money to force that narrative. Go ahead, Hi-Fi. All right, here's, here's what I wanna know. Um, has there been any talk about the completely inorganic 
anti-vax protests that are popping up all around the globe. You've got them in Paris, you've got them in Germany, you've got them in Australia, you've got them in New Zealand, Canada, United States. Um, I mean, to me, this seems like Putin's fifth column. He's trying to screw up his enemies on the eve of yeah. him sauntering oppity, into Ukraine. Oppity, oppity, oppity. Certainly looks like that. I, I mean, I'm looking at a few channels, okay? I put myself on a few channels. I don't know how many of them are actually bona fide in the sense that um, you know, they know the Italian channel is absolutely hilarious, by the way, because they keep arguing in it, uh, which is very Italian. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm sitting there reading these and I'm actually like, okay, this is pretty funny. I should, you know, publish some of this stuff. Yeah, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Remember, this is going to explode. This is only yeah. the beginning of the chaos yeah. that we're going to see. Mm -hmm. We can yeah. see it on, for example, on Fox, the way Tucker and Josh Hawley okay, have been pushing the narrative. This is all, this is, this is tame right now. Okay, guys. So um, I don't know if the trucker convoy thing will, will, um, will actually take root and really cause chaos. I can tell you that here in Italy, we do have laws that do not permit you to block roads for safety regulations. So they'll probably haul them in and take them out. There's also in France, okay, um, they're pretty, they, they go down pretty hard, okay, on this kind of thing. We've also had a lot more in Europe. We've had a lot more practice with how to deal with this because of the anti-masks that started in Germany, by the way, uh, that were funded and, well, not really funded, they were sort of nudged along uh, by a lot of um, Germans who are in the Die Linke party, mm -hmm. that is the extreme left and hooked up, okay, with you no know, certain Russians. Um, that started like in March, 2020, right from the get-go. And that sort of mutated, you know, and that's where we're, they're probably all the same people. I can tell you yeah. that they're probably the same people because in the Italian chat, this is absolutely hilarious. In November, they tried to block all the ports because of the mask mandates. Okay. So in, Tri in Trieste, there was, there's a port there, very important port. It's the, one of the most important ports for the import of gas and oil, sorry, for gas, oh. for oil, not gas. Okay. Uh -huh. And, um, <laughs> I'm looking through this chat of the convoy <clears throat> and they're giving addresses of where they're going to go and do an aperitivo. Okay. For cocktails. All right. So there's like, uh -huh. okay, we're going to organize, let's meet up for cocktails. And they gave all the addresses of the places where they're going to meet up. And I said, hold on a minute. This is all around Trieste. These people have to be the same. Okay. So I started looking into it. Okay. So basically what we're seeing is that people who were the anti-mask went into the anti-vaccine uh -huh. and then they migrated into now this convoy business. All right. Uh -huh. Now remember that here, the truckers are not going to sit there. It's expensive guys. Oh, yeah. Gas yeah. is expensive in Europe. Give They're me. not going to oh, yeah. do that. Lo yeah. In London, are you kidding me? There's a surtax. There's a there's a, a, a tax yeah. on gas. All right, consumption, overconsumption. So these are I mean, those of us who study authoritarianism and fascism see that this is the same thing that happened a hundred years. A variation of the trucks in Italy with the flags and with the mobs and the whole thing. So we see the patterns and. 
the the maddening thing is that again i don't have a television so i don't have to watch any of this i can read it or see clips but i don't have to be assaulted by it but because the fourth estate barely exists anymore uh you know people don't they they don't see anything beyond just like these scary images so the what we know about these things is not trickling i think out into mm. a mass way and that's yeah. the great frustration and part of the reason that right. We do shows like this. I have multiple questions for you. If I can jump in, I would appreciate it unless somebody has something burning they wanna say. Okay. Um, there were so many incredible things that you brought up in our pre-interview. I just wanna ask you, uh, what do you see uh, Putin's play right now uh, with Ukraine? If you were you know, able to forecast, what do you see happening in you know, the next 24, 48, 72 week, month? Like what's your prediction? Oh, no, I don't even think we're going to get that far. Um, okay. We're It's hourly right now. Okay. We are monitoring the situation hourly. Um, actually, minute by minute. I'm, I'm on yeah. different yeah. channels and different things, and we, we're constantly sending each other information. Yeah, it's very tense, guys. Yeah. Um, this is serious shit, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah. I know that a lot of people, you know, I, I, I get very upset because I'm on social media and, and I walk on Twitter and there are just some, uh, comments that really anger me because we're talking about a democratic country, Ukraine, mm -hmm. who fought off Putin in mm -hmm. 2014. They have maintained the line for us all in Europe mm -hmm. and in the United States managed to you know keep him at bay all right and this escalation first of all i do want to explain something about escalation because a lot of people are saying yeah but they're in their own country well fuck okay there are laws there are there are regulations inside treaties that people the countries sign Okay. If you're going to be doing a military exercise somewhere, that has to be documented and given to the OSCE. And they monitor and they say, okay, you guys are using these howitzers, you're using these tanks, you're using these helicopters in these concentrations and with these numbers. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's the way it works. That's because what can happen is that some idiot. Okay. Sits there and says, Oh my God, there's a bomb coming over. Okay. They report it. And then it, you could actually have an accident and a war starts because of an accident. That's mm -hmm. why the reporting on this is extremely time. important. Huh? Mm -hmm. So basically this escalation is not due to military exercises. We do have them going on now. The resolution 2022 in Belarus. Okay. But prior to that, and he's continuing to escalate in three areas, especially, which we saw mapped together before we started this so that, no, and I do invite anybody, go and look at maps because otherwise you don't understand what's happening. That's North right. of Kiev, there's concentrations there. North of, of Kharkiv, there, and it's very close. We're talking 10 kilometers from the border. And then you have a concentration in the south, all right, uh, down close to Crimea. Now, the big area that we're all looking at is the area around Kharkiv, because Kharkiv is an important industrial area. And that's something that, you know, to keep in mind. 
Um, Just but can you tell they're encircled. Our... They're encircled, love. They're encircled. Mm -hmm. Can, can and you we're please talking tell about... our mm -hmm. American viewers and our international viewers why they really need to give a fuck about this? This, this is this is not something happening in a faraway land that will no. not have any impact on Europe or the or the United States. Can you please tell them why they need to care? Because we have lived from the Second World War up until today with a rules based international order that was based on the respect for the integrity of nations across the world. We have lived with, um, let's say, trying to come to a consensus, not use war or the threat of war to get what you want. Okay. This is their democracy. If Ukraine falls because it is a democracy, let's remember that, then we have not protected it enough and we're not protecting any other country. Let's remember that. Russia is on the border with Ukraine, but also the Baltic states, right? Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, all right? Poland is there, okay? These are areas that, are, that could be vulnerable. Yeah. And if that falls, we are giving the signal to every yeah. single fucking authoritarian across the world, you can do whatever you want. We are yeah. not going to protect yeah. anyone. That's yeah. the thing. And you know what? It's not just Thank kinetic you. warfare, non-kinetic warfare. How are, if let's say there's a cyber attack. Okay. Yeah. How are you going to prove that it's the Russians that did it? How are you, you know how long that takes to prove? I'm sure that you talked to Tomas about this with the cyber attack in 2007 yeah. and he knew, and it took like, yeah. you know, three weeks to figure it out. And everybody's like, yeah. oh, well, how do you know yeah. it's them? You know what I mean? Yeah. And a decade for a report to come out. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Okay. Right. So this is what we're talking about. And if people think that, he, that he's going to stop at Ukraine, mm -hmm. then I got some land for you in Florida. If you want to buy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now Putin owns this most is... of Florida. <laughs> Rad pod viewers, Holly and Sharon sending us minutely updates on, on the Ukraine situation. And they just let me know that Poland apparently opened its borders for Americans fleeing Ukraine right now. No advanced approval yeah. is required. So, yeah. I mean, as you say, this is happening minute by minute. Thank you so much yeah, no, no, for that it beautiful is. response. We are going to clean the is. shit out of that and try yep. to get it uh, as far now, as one thing, as though, I do want to. Exactly. One thing I do want to, that I want viewers to know, I mean, they can invade. Okay. Um, they have the force right now. We're talking, they are over 150,000. They're probably getting close to, and that's just men. We're not talking naval forces. We're not talking about already the forces that are in Donbass. Okay. These numbers do not include this stuff. All right. So they've got the force to do this. It's a completely different thing for them to keep it and to occupy it in Kharkiv. If they wanted to keep Kharkiv, they would have to have a force of about 80,000 people. Okay. Kharkiv in a certain area towards Donbass. Okay. What we're talking about here, what a lot of analysts are looking at is that there's a natural divide of the Dnipro river. So what 
what we're afraid of is that the west part, okay, from the Dnipro River west would be cut off from the east. That's how, okay. This is what we're looking at. This is uh, what we can see, okay, from the way that these troops and these this force is positioned. There are a lot of people that are going to say, oh, this is just, he's using this as a threat. He really doesn't want to invade. I say, take him to his word. If this is what he fucking wants to do, okay, I mean, we do have to realize that we're not dealing again with Joe Biden. And thank yeah. God Joe Biden yeah. is there. Can you imagine yeah. what the fuck would have been like for I Trump? I was just thinking there? that. I was just thinking that he would this hand would have been ha he handed him everything. He would have yeah. put a bow on the Ukraine and been like, here you go. Have fun. Yeah. This would have happened a lot earlier. Yeah, it would have. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been like, okay, it's... go ahead, take Ukraine. You know what I mean? Take a of... country? How would you yeah. guys like if I don't know they took Alaska for fuck's sakes? Yeah. Which could happen, by the right. way. Right. <laughs> yeah. They're on the well, other side. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right there. That's what Sarah Palin's up there for, right? Um, I mean, yeah, Sarah Palin's going to protect us. Yeah, exactly. Oh, nah, she's gonna. Not... Oh, she's gonna open the door for him. Are you kidding me? She'll anyway. be. She'll be the mayor of Alaska. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, Alaska yeah. Stan. Yeah. Like um, Sean, so... you had a Sean. You had your 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 scarf you... on. Yeah. For right, Dynamo Kiev. Okay. It's hey. we need to stand with Ukraine guys. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's we need it. To stand God damn right with we Ukraine. do. That's our high concept. You know, hey, we, need, hey. we need to get that kind of messaging out. And I am like, I am such a fangirl that I was like, even though we're <laughs> friends, I was so nervous because I wanted this to go so well. And oh my God, if we oh, can just take a few more minutes yeah. of your time, that would be incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. one thing that I thought was really incredible uh to note is that. When we talk about these authoritarians and ever since you know trump was you know installed you would see putin's mug everywhere and it was just grotesque you know again yeah. if hillary had been the rightful president as she should have been we wouldn't have had this you know oh the strong men shirtless men on horses resurgence and you you made a point that i think was very which you got from berlusconi hey hey nipples gotta breathe not I've only got one somewhere here, guys. You made a point that as as much of a grotesque as these guys are that we're talking about, that there are even degrees that are worse. And you pointed to Belarus. Can you tell us an oh, example God. of what happened with an Olympian recently? Again, so we can frame these people who think authoritarianism is cute. They don't realize that these things that they're oh, being mind-fucked into believing uh, will take away all their freedoms. Can you give us just a little sample of what that was yeah yeah this is this just I, I saw this and you know what i couldn't watch the video i couldn't watch it okay um lukashenko all right is the dictator there in mm -hmm. belarus and in 2020 he stole the election the rightful mm -hmm. okay uh the person yeah, that won that, that election with Tsikhanovskaya. uh mm -hmm. she's amazing all right. Courageous. And all the women, by the way, all the women, because this was a group of women. Okay. Uh, wow. who did a lot of camp. Oh yeah. No, no, really. I have to, wow. I have to give it to them. But anyway, this video, all right, because we need to understand that the repression that was unleashed 
on Belarusian civil society after mm-hmm. 2020, August 2020, was unprecedented in that country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, jailings, beatings, uh, yeah. people, right? There are over 1,200 people in political prisoners right now in yeah. Belarus. Um, and if anybody wants care to write to them, shit. you can. Yeah, well, it's they're all. And, that's actually and I mean, a good look, call to our. That's a good call. We'll take a note on that. We'll have our viewers write to Belarusian you can. political prisoners. The, that's beautiful. Vyazna, okay, through the Vyazna site. Okay. Anyway, the uh, this video showed an Olympic athlete who had not performed well, and he was forced to to um, apologize for his performance. And it, this reminds me of the Chinese. They do the same thing uh, where they tape you. They did this to Roman Pertezevich, um, okay, yes. when he was hauled off the Ryanair and he was right. beaten up and they had his girlfriend in the jail cell next to him being like either raped video. and also the, exactly, okay. Oh this is what we're dealing with. This yeah. is what we're dealing with, okay. Yeah. And- You gotta care. We got to care about this. This is stuff that is medieval. This is and if medieval. They, if, if they aren't stopped, that shit's going to start happening here in the United States. And I don't think people fucking no. get it. No, people That's don't right. get it. They That's don't right. understand how fragile because democracy works if we make it work. Yeah. It's not going and it's not done automatically. Nothing should be taken for granted ever. Look at really? Canada. Look at Canada. I was born in Canada, guys. Okay. When I saw those truckers, I said, what the fuck is going on? Then I had already started looking about two or three years ago. I was already looking into the Atlas group. I was looking into different groups that were seeding, okay, uh, separatist movements in Alberta. And, you know, with the Koch brothers, all right, uh, and funding from the states Uh, and that kind of shit was going on. When I saw the sign saying, uh, get rid of Trudeau, all I thought about, oh, this is the same money. And there's there's evidence of it that tried to take our blue state governor away a few months ago. Yeah, in California. Very simple, high concept campaign. We said, you know, don't vote for the Republican, uh, you know, recall. And people are like, oh, this is an op. It's a Republican recall. They got it. When I saw those those bogus Trudeau signs, I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is this is dark well, money infecting yeah. somebody else's democracy again. Yeah. Well, they use the same people that that uh by the way, that printed up the Trump flags. <laughs> they were they they use the exact same people in Canada. So it's like what the fuck? I mean, the, come on. Come yeah, on, it's not God. that hard. Well, so, so when, one of the, when you one say of the medieval, people... I'm going to just right. make one quick point, hi-fi, because uh, right. it's, it's burning in my brain right now. When you said medieval, that this is medieval, that's the exact same word that a police officer used at the January 6th insurrection, uh, that it was like a medieval battle. And yeah. one thing that we've mentioned on the show, which I'm going to mention again, is the reason it went the way it did is people like Jim warned people to stay away. He said, you guys are, you know, you guys showing up is the game here. So stay away. And, they, and then all these folks who showed up who were mind fucked had to fight were the cops. In, a, in what he could only describe as a medieval battle. So we say oh, yeah. it like if, 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 but it's happened. It's happening. And that I think is the- uh, 
Yeah, that's I use that word because I live in a medieval city. I live in a medieval city that is surrounded by walls. Okay. And it is when I and we also have a very, very ancient horse race that is run here from the medieval times. It started in 1276. So I mean, I've seen the battles here that are done. You know, I mean, this is, it's a word that I use on purpose because it's, it really is. This is not, yeah, it has been right untouched by hum, the, the whole Renaissance humanitarian, right? Um, philosophy. We're talking, it goes before that. Okay. Before any of humanism, which is the, how can I put it? The, the basis of what everything came afterwards, all right, the Renaissance, that whole period that taught us so much. And then obviously, you know, all the developments after that. But mm-hmm. medieval is like, it's like dark shit. It's just dark times. Well, you know? that's, what they go, that's what they want to go back to. I mean, if you look at right. Peter Thiel and his serfs. dark enlightenment fascination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want serfs. They want serfs. us to be peasants. Mm-hmm. That's what they and want. They want to be the lords and ladies up in their castles, mm-hmm. right? And, and the- quite frankly, the division between the haves and the have-nots has widened so much that the have-nots are willing to do the work that is amoral. And that is something that we're studying, quite frankly, on this show, which is, you know, which was founded for disinformation. I mean, we obviously could talk to you for three hours because you're brilliant <laughs> and amazing. We've already yes. gone over an hour. Does anybody have a final thought? I'm just going to be soaking this up. Like, I'm got five so final indebted thoughts. to you. I have, I have one final thought that I want to bring up. And, and you were talking about the Canadian truckers, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's this big, this big to-do on give, send, go, and go fund me and the funding. But what I found out, <clears throat> if you look at uh, one of the persons who is supposed to be receiving the funding from the Give, Send, Go fundraiser, uh, this adopted trucker, he is a far, far right Canadian politician who actually has a history of odd online fundraising. <laughs> so, I mean, it, uh, why, why is FinTrack, why is FinCEN not tearing these people up? I don't get it. But uh, yeah, I just want to make that point about the Canadians. Yeah, I think that they are, they are, I mean, I could be wrong about this, but my feeling is, is that Canada uh, was not prepared and did not take, um, I mean, to counter this stuff, you have to have, let's say, a precedent. You have to take it seriously. You have to invest in investigations, yeah. you have to invest in understanding how do you counter this, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I was I was sending messages to people that I know that are intelligence in, in Canada, and I'm saying, are you guys looking into this? Are you looking into this? Because this, this could actually develop into mm-hmm. something important, you know, uh, that could undermine, because Canadians, I, I mean, I don't think they're asleep, but they sort of look at the States and say, oh, that can't happen here. You know, the mm-hmm. same way that the States said, looked at Europe and said, oh, look, can, it can't happen here. Well, it can, and it will, if you don't mm-hmm. take the steps that are necessary. And it is. Counter it. This mm-hmm. is counterinsurgency, <laughs> counterterrorism, because that's what we're talking mm-hmm. about. And if you don't mm-hmm. have the right people who have the background on how to fight this kind of thing, um, in the States, I have to say, is very good in it. 
All right. I mean, we, we shit on a lot of people and stuff like that, but I know there's a lot of good people working on this stuff, even all right. In the institutions and the intelligence services and things like that. So, um, that's that in Canada, I have no idea, you know, I really don't, which is really so just, you know, disheartening. Uh, never give up. No, so it's no, ne so never, give never, up, give up. never give up, never give up. I yeah. do just want to mention one thing before. No, if uh, uh, there was a fantastic article that came out and I'd like uh, to understand, I think this sort of encapsulates a lot of what we've been talking about today and it's Anne Applebaum's Anne article Applebaum's, in yeah. the Atlantic. And mm -hmm. it is called why the West's diplomacy with why the West diplomacy keeps failing. Okay. Mm -hmm. The assessment is superb and it's everything I've, let's say, omitted today and what, what I couldn't talk about or what we haven't mm -hmm. touched on, but it also gives a really good idea of two mentalities and we have persisted with our own mentality, mm -hmm. thinking we're going to solve problems by not mm -hmm. understanding the other. Okay. That's right. Uh, and in we this are case, dealing with a country that's in, uh, perpetually at war. And, as our and has been, well, since, since yeah. Catherine the Great. Since yeah. Catherine yes, the Great, they've been doing this shit, okay? Another, so this is not new. Girl. You know what? Putin isn't new. He's not new. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Catherine the Gate did it, okay? I mm -hmm. mean, they've been doing wars like this for ages, okay? Mm -hmm. So this stuff isn't new. It isn't. Oh, there we go. <laughs> All I was going <laughs> to do is give, give a shout-out to Paul Mason, a previous guest who gave a shout-out to... Trotsky, right, Jim? That you might not be interested in war, but war is interested mm. in you. War Russia is, is continually at war with us, and we are in an undeclared war, as Jim just explained previously uh, in his hellscape. Jim, you've got something you want to say? Um, I just want to uh, invite you back for an entire show yeah. to talk about the Catholic Church. Oh, and oh boy, it's various. Oh. I'll, have to do, I'll have to do some on. research. I will on it. I will on it because I've started a little because, bit. Because okay. you brought up Vigano. Yeah. And Vigano, along with Cardinal Burke, yeah. um, are, are two of the, the, the leaders of a very, very dark ver yeah. um, sect of the Catholic Church yeah. that is basically trying to cleave off from. Sure. from the papacy and go mm -hmm. back to before Vatican II, right? Yeah. And I think mm, yeah. I think there's a lot of that a lot of those dynamics and a, and um a, totally. a lot of very dark um connections yeah. there that that I yeah. think um feed into also, a lot of this and I'd be curious yeah. about your feelings. Yeah, about, that'd be amazing. Good, good yeah. teaser for next time, yeah. I'd yeah. like to see if there's the connections also with the Russian Orthodox Church. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, exactly. Well, that yeah, Gary that's shit. yeah. Well, these are sort of all of those movements and and let's say religious movements that have been put aside. They're not mainstream. Each mm -hmm. and every single political faction across the world probably has a nugget of thirty percent of their people that are inside some sort of party or faction mm -hmm. that are mm -hmm. extreme or let's say mm -hmm. radical to extreme. So yeah. even yeah. in the church, it's an institution, and there yeah, are factions. Two billion Catholics, right? You know. Yeah. Exactly. But, yeah. Look at all. We're not all. God, we're not all the same. With their no, uh, AR-15s in front of uh, Christmas trees yeah. over this but, last like, uh, Christmas. Like Flynn, it was pushing Vegano. 
through QAnon, through literally Q. Mm, like you yeah. put Bagano's letters in Q drops. I know. Which, wow. I know. Which is well, that's what really, got him really specific. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what got him back into the, they they took him away, right? From the States. He was recalled yeah, yeah. to Rome because of that shit. There's also mm. a, um, a nun, if I'm not mistaken, that spoke yes. during a Trump during the uh, RNC. Um, uh, well, I'm to come back. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, um, there's a whole setup the there. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, before we go, what is that? What, what, what is that? Obey? Is that a vinyl record behind you? Behind your left yeah. shoulder? Is that a, what is that? No, it's a poster. I saw oh, it's it. A, and it's I the said, Obey poster. Okay. Yeah, it's just a yeah, it's just a poster. Gorgeous. Love it. And I just um, so for my my summary is going to be from the papacy to medieval times. <laughs> uh, this is one episode that is just. I mean, we just keep raising the bar. We started really high, and it's like, man. Oh, oh wow. my gosh. We, no, yeah, we gotta, thank you so um, much. What, one thing I'd like you to do is tell our friends where they can find uh, Kremlin File and any uh, upcoming yes. uh, things to expect for season two. Yeah. Well, um, season two, first of all, you can find us. We're online, kremlinfile.com. Okay. All our mm -hmm. episodes are there. Um, every, th uh, every Wednesday night, Okay, we we release through Midas Touch. We release mm -hmm. uh, the episodes, and you can find those on Twitter and also Facebook. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that kind of thing. Uh, my Twitter handle is Monique Camarra, so you can find me. Mm -hmm. Okay, on Twitter and look at my feed, and I've got all sorts of shit there. So that's that's that. What Perfect. is coming up? We are delving into all of Russian interference and connections in the states, cool. and. Oh. Fabulous. Yeah, so we did season one where we looked at Europe, the inception, mm -hmm. the birth, mm -hmm. let's say, of this uh, revanchist Russia uh, mm -hmm. and how it webbed into into all of Europe, basically. And then now we've, we're in the States. So we're, yeah, I think perfect. we're going to do something coming up. I think we've got January the 6th, an overview and then we'll be looking into uh, certain aspects of it. But yep. the way we're looking at it is basically through, um, let's see, all the different pieces let's say, of the Russian. Uh, Great. Russian. Please, so our it. viewers who have an extra buck and often ask me who they can support, support these brainy women at Kremlin File. They have <laughs> oh, a Patreon. Thank you. Support them. This thank work you. is done as civic duty. But it's yeah. very nice when people who can support do support. And some of our supporters often ask where else they can spend oh, their thank money. You. So give it That's to these really ladies. really kind. I, I one last thank thing you. I want to say. We yeah. love you. Um, <laughs> we are in the last inning of democracy is a quote that came from Malcolm Nance on your show, Kremlin File. Final sentence or thought on that before we depart. Uh, that needs to be taken seriously. Um, it will not look like January the 6th. It's going to be a series of insurrections. Okay. Uh, we've got to be extra vigilant from now on, not take democracy at all for granted. And that's what we've been talking about through this whole episode. It's not just in Russia. We've seen Belarus. We've seen now how Ukraine okay, is in danger. And if we think that we are immune then you are extremely naive. So this is, it's, it's important. Okay. It's important, but yeah, that's what Thank I can say so just much. off the Thank top of so my much. head.
Thank you so much. You're amazing. Thank you. You're, you're amazing. Guys, thank you. Thank you so much Bye -bye. for your, for your you're time. Incredible. She's good. Wow. <laughs> wow. I just want to hang out with her for weeks, man. I got to have her back on. Just, just yeah. absorb, absorb. We should give her three months to right. prep, Jim, and, and have that uh, the Catholic Church talk. That'd be fascinating. Yes, I, I, I told you guys know I did yeah. eight years of Catholic schooling, right? You know, yes, so it's a, a little I, triggering. I have nothing, nothing against Catholics at all. I have nothing against yeah. Jesus or hey. anyone believing anything they want. But when it gets perverted, yeah, it's bad. Irish Catholic, Irish Catholic. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a terrible Catholic, but I'm Irish Catholic. Deutscher, Deutscher Catholic. Wow, she gave us so much to think about. She's incredible. I am so. Again, we just keep raising the bar. This. This show uh, blows my own mind and we're producing it like, wow, we just had Monique Kamara on from Kremlin File and that that woman knows history and the non-kinetic, kinetic, you know, uh, her analysis as is as good as anyone. So what a what a blessing to have her here today. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, I think we might have a digital descent. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this one's a Here little homespun. Uh, home so um, I don't even know how to introduce this other than uh, I was on a phone call with Heidi and uh, I started hearing these strange noises and it was sort of a, uh, and it was, I couldn't tell if it was exciting or, you know, what the deal was, but uh, I made a little digital synth about it and this is where uh, you guys can see Heidi's true, uh, true self come out, the excitement and, um, yeah, we'll talk about it after because it's just it's just incredible. I wish I would have recorded the whole thing because uh, this is only the last half of it. But here's what you did. Oop, I do that every time. <laughs> Connor. <laughs> Paint your nails. Oh my god. Oh, oh, this could be a fucking game changer. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I said our show is small, but we box above our waist. So pulling radicalized pods from Spotify podcasts was symbolic but meaningful. We make the announcement at the top of episode 11. Mary Trump left a fucking fist bump. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Connor. First of all, I feel like I've been immortalized. I did it the, the nail painting. The nail painting fucking did it for me. That was, well, was I haven't seen Jim left this much in a long time, so that's good. <laughs> I, I, I listen, I can't avoid just as much with Mary. I love Mary so much. Like like uncomfortably much. So oh, it's so good. Amazing. It's well, so oh, oh. Go ahead. Go ahead, Heidi. I just, all I wanted to say was that Sean and I were having a conversation. Obviously, we're under heavy uh, fire to try to discredit us because our information's so good. And um, we were having a conversation on a day of heavy, heavy fire. And all of a sudden, I looked down and see that Mary Trump gave us a fist bump. And quite frankly, that kind of her, her bravery and that kind yeah. of uh, backing on our little show meant a lot. And it was because we took our show off Spotify, which was the right thing to do. And, and it's um, also a little peek into Heidi's, you know, the authentic personhood. You know, she's, she's so awesome. She's genuine. She's honest. She's excitable. It's just oh, like, Heidi. Heidi doesn't. She doesn't change. She's no. The there's no. There's no hiding shit there. I mean, come on. <laughs> nope. 
Nope. Anyway, that's the yeah. uh, this is it. It's fantastic. It's so fun to put that together. It was hilarious. well done. And thank you, <laughs> Mary. Yeah, wow. I, yes, I'm thank you, Mary. Thank you so much. Into the, D, the DD archives. Uh, well, that was our show. I mean, you know, hey, tell your friends, man, and and if you have an extra buck, support the Patreon because we're doing yeah. big things. We're we're gonna do big things, and and we love our viewers who stood beside us and are um, spreading the word that this is uh, yeah. this is real. This fight is real. And we got a live oh, stream. It's, it's, it's more recap real on Thursday than you guys even understand yet. It's about to get real. Spread real. it like butter. <laughs> <laughs> On that.